0: it's a trap yes it's a trap folks um there is right now an agenda to bring our homeschoolers and our private schools and our christian schools all under the boot of government control stay tuned and i'll tell you more Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Behind the Deep State. I am your host, Alex Newman, Senior Editor at The New American Magazine. So glad you could join us. Uh, And, folks, it really is a trap. Um, And and I know because I've seen the trap work. um, I want to share with you a, a story You know, at first they were saying that, you know, the money just needs to follow the child. That was back in the 1990s. They said that way parents would have choice. They'd have school choice. We could fund students, not systems. And we hear that a lot today. Um, There would be more competition in the education sector, which, of course, would lead to lower prices and higher quality. It'll give parents the ability to choose what kind of education they want for their children. And folks, you all know me. I am all about all those things. In fact, if there's one thing that I have done uh, more than just about any other over the last five or ten years. uh, It's been trying to liberate children from the government school fiasco, uh, if you can even call these things schools anymore. And yet all that rhetoric, uh, that was in Sweden in the early 1990s. Um, Sounded really good. In fact, uh, the Heritage Foundation was so impressed, they actually said this should be a model for the United States. Um, Yeah, that was all well and great, except that about two decades after they brought in that law, they closed the trap door. And suddenly every private school that was taking government money, which was essentially every single one except one exception, uh, they all were ordered to teach the government curriculum. They had to teach children that gender is a social construct, that you might have been born in the wrong body, that LGBTism is well and good. Uh, All the fake history, all the fake pseudoscience, um, even Christian schools were prohibited from having Bible readings, prayer in school. Um, And Again, this was all done under the guise of school choice. In that same bill, uh, they actually abolished homeschooling. And so under the guise of bringing in school choice, they actually completely eliminated all genuine choice. They turned every school into a government school by having them all become government funded. Now, again, this was in Sweden, folks, not in the United States. But the same thing has happened everywhere else that this thing has been tried Uh, in Australia. Same exact thing. Uh, attorney Chris Clickup, uh, the late attorney from uh, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, he did an article in 2001 in the uh, magazine, Practical Homeschooling magazine. And uh, what he shows, and there's a whole bunch of examples uh, in Australia, they uh, they passed this school choice law and schools, private schools started taking more and more tax funding. And uh, he explains in the article, the regulations gradually increased until the difference between public schools and private schools is non-existent. Same thing happened in South Africa. Uh, the National Education Act basically turned all government-funded private schools into government schools. Uh, the same thing has happened in Canada. And, and I've documented this even in the conservative provinces like Alberta. Uh, the government started funding Catholic schools. The government started funding Protestant schools. The government started funding homeschoolers. And suddenly, they all were forced to do the government's bidding. Uh, and, Folks, I know you know the the people who are promoting this in America for the most part are wonderful, really well-intentioned people. Uh, many of whom I consider personal friends, people who I love dearly. Uh, but you know, I, I can't not speak out about this because I've seen where it goes, uh, and I think we're facing a great danger, folks. In fact, these things are already happening in America. Uh, in New York State, uh, one of the excuses that they are using to regulate uh, the yeshivas, the traditional Jewish schools, is that they're taking government money. Uh, and so they're now saying that these Jewish yeshivas, which, you know, Jews have had these schools for uh, millennia. Uh, that's how they pass on their traditions from one generation to the next. They're saying that now these Jewish schools have to offer an education that is, and I'm quoting, substantially equivalent to the the filth, the perversion, the idiocy that passes for education in the public schools. I mean, the whole reason for not going to public schools is that you don't want an education that is substantially equivalent to that garbage. Uh, the federal government admits that less than one third of our students are proficient in anything. Uh, why would you want anything even remotely resembling that, much less substantially equivalent? But they're saying in New York, while they're taking government money, they must therefore obey us. Um, same thing with charter schools, folks. You know, charter schools that's being touted as school choice, et cetera. Um, it's not really choice. Charter schools are just government schools. They have to obey all the regulations. They do common core. Uh, and quite unfortunately, they're actually uh, displaced uh, genuinely independent private schools. Now, we've been warned about this many times uh, by people all the way up to and including uh, U.S. Secretaries of Education. Here's one uh, quote that I found as I was researching this. This comes from U.S. Education Secretary Richard Riley. He says, you have to be accountable with public tax dollars when it comes to taking federal tax dollars and giving those to parents and then having the absence of accountability as far as their children's education. If you have accountability, then you lose the private and parochial nature of those schools. He says it's bad, we think, for private schools and parochial schools. It takes away from them the private and parochial strength, which is being totally free from any federal regulations. Vouchers threaten the very nature of private and parochial schools, makes them less private and less parochial. Again, that was the U.S. Secretary of Education. He was exactly right. And I think the way to think of this, folks, is to think of uh, cheese in a mousetrap. Right. Why does the mouse eat the cheese? Because the mouse doesn't know that he's about to have his head smashed in when he takes a bite. Uh, It's the same thing happening now with the government money. When the government offers you money for free, yeah, you guys remember Ronald Reagan, right? Scariest words in the English language. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. You would think that homeschoolers and private schools of all people, when they hear those words, hey, we're here from the government, we've got free money from you, for you, they would run in the opposite direction. There's no such thing as a free lunch, right? Uh, but this is like the cheese in the mousetrap, folks. They, they want us to come take the cheese and then we're trapped. Uh, and, you know, I'm not speculating here. Uh, UNESCO has actually laid out this strategy in a document they put out. It was a global Global Education Monitor Report, commissioned by UNESCO, the UN's education agency, and they explicitly and openly, in plain English, say that the way to bring private schools under government control is to start giving them taxpayer money. They say that they can be used then to impose government objectives, government equity goals on them, all the regulations, the accountability measures, the testing requirements. Right? We all know that testing is what drives the curriculum. And so, if the government is giving you money and then saying you have to submit to our tests, what's going to happen? You're going going to have to teach to those tests. Otherwise, your school is going to look incompetent. You're going to lose your government funding. Students aren't going to come. So, folks, this is very dangerous. I want to give you some quotes from this UNESCO report. Um, One of the things that they say is that uh, you can force private schools to uh, accept standards and they can enforce, and I'm quoting here, centralization and control of the school choice and admissions procedure. Uh, They say that uh, under autonomy evaluation and accountability, uh, they propose the integration of private subsidized schools into the monitoring and evaluation framework in place for the public sector. So that's about as plain as it can get, folks. As soon as you take the money, they want you to be sucked into the evaluation and the monitoring framework of the government school system. Uh, They they actually start off with the premise that there's a need to establish appropriate governance and regulatory frameworks over private schools. And again, government funding is the way they want to do that. Uh, They go on to say in the report, regulatory reforms must clearly define what public interest in education is and fix the rules under which private providers may participate. Uh, You can read this report for yourself, folks. It's um, fascinating. Regulating public-private partnerships governing non-state schools. An equity perspective. Uh, and as you read this, you will be horrified. Right. Uh, they, they talk about the U.N. Sustainable Development Goals, Agenda 2030. The U.N. calls this the master plan for humanity. Uh, and they say that under these goals, the state remains the duty bearer of education as a public good. Uh, of course, that is nonsense. I taught economics for 12 years. A public good is something that is non rival and non excludable. Education is obviously not non rival. Um, if I enjoy the education that uh, takes up room and space. And so somebody else can't enjoy that unless we're talking about online education. And of course, they're not non excludable. Right? To be non excludable, you can't exclude freeloaders and people who don't pay. Uh, it's very easy. To exclude somebody from a school. You just don't let them in. Okay. Uh, so obviously education is not a legitimate public good in the traditional economic sense of the term. But of course the UN doesn't care. That's their pretext for taking over education. Uh, as you read the report, they describe parents as stakeholders, which I'm very uncomfortable with. I don't want you to watch this clip of uh, the Biden administration's secretary of miseducation, Miguel Cardona, in a Senate hearing. Listen to this. Do you think parents should be in charge of
1: their child's
0: education
1: as the primary stakeholder. I believe parents are important stakeholders, but I also believe educators have a role in determining uh, educational programming. And I think that's going to be a little out of focus, what I think you're going to find across all elements of education, since they pay the bills, they raise the kids, they probably need to be the primary uh, spokespeople for their own kids' good education.
0: So there you go, folks. Uh, not only uh, will you not be or not only will you be a stakeholder, you will not be even the primary stakeholder. The government will be the primary stakeholder in the education of your children. And they want that to apply even to homeschoolers and private school students. Uh, they go on to say in this report that um, uh, giving tax dollars to private schools requires regulatory and accountability measures to ensure that it's in line with the principle of education as a public good. Um uh, Oh, and I also forgot to mention, folks, uh, they describe parents in this report as vested interests that need to be overcome by government. So you, mom and dad, are a vested interest and they need to find a way to get around you. Uh, so, folks, this is the model, right? The public private partnership model. They want to give tax money to the private schools, thereby making them public private partnerships. And, of course, a public-private partnership, yeah, the owners will still be allowed to profit from it, right? So they'll still be making their money, but the control will flow to the state. It is literally fascism, as defined by Benito Mussolini, the merger of state and corporate power. Um, and they say this clearly in the report, guys. Uh, these schools, once they take government money, are not exempt from complying with centrally defined curricula, learning standards, or student admissions criteria, among other public regulations. They could not make it more plain for you, folks. They want to use money as a means for bringing private schools into government control. And they say this, right? Um, They say that uh, these testing requirements will play a strategic role in promoting that all publicly funded schools independently of their ownership, are correctly aligned with quality standards and also with the equity goals and objectives set by government. So the very reason families are fleeing the government indoctrination centers, because they got these ridiculous standards, because they're doing equity stuff, diversity, equity, inclusion, CRT, SEL, you name it. um, All of this is going to be rushing into private schools the moment they start taking public government dollars. Um. And folks, the UN has been so clear about this for so many years, right? In 2015, the uh, dictator controlled UN Human Rights Council argued that governments must take over private education. They say everybody has a right to an education that according to the UN uh, Universal Declaration of Human Rights shall further the activities of the United Nations. So very, very dangerous folks. Uh, And this is happening now all across the world. Uh, And it's happening here in the United States. Um, Actually, I found a study by the Government Accountability Office. This was in 2016. And I wanna read from this study. This was posted on their website. They said voucher and ESA programs generally placed some requirements on participating private schools. That's according to GAO's review of program documents, survey responses, and interviews with program officials. So the federal government itself is telling you that once the ESAs and the vouchers start flowing, the government will impose and is imposing requirements on private schools. That includes anti-discrimination. Uh, requirements, right? So uh, if you're a Christian school and you believe that uh, you know men are men and women are women, that God created the male and female, you can't discriminate against the dude wearing a dress and some demon horns who wants to teach your kindergarten class, right? How dare you? You're taking public money. You can't use public money to discriminate, right? You can't discriminate against the homosexual that wants to teach in first grade who doesn't even care about your Bible or your religion. Uh, this is where this is going, folks. And it starts with the non-discrimination, then it comes to, you, know, you can't teach that the Bible's real. I mean, you want to use government money to teach kids that Noah's Ark was real, that God created the world in six days, that they didn't evolve from slime and monkeys. Uh, you can't do that. You've got to have accountability here, right? Uh, and folks, this is happening everywhere. Um, in fact, um, in Utah, they just recently passed a voucher program, Universal ESAs, and they didn't even wait for the ink to be dry on the governor's signature before they started clamoring for government control of all Homeschoolers, You can see the uh, the news report here. Um, pretty amazing, folks. The headline, it just it tells you everything you need to know. Utah's voucher law raises concerns over lack of oversight in homeschooling. And as you read, uh, it, here's the first sentence. Could Utah's new voucher law lead to the distribution of neo-Nazi propaganda in homeschooling groups? This is the question on the minds of some parents who are concerned about the state's oversight of homeschooling righty, folks. I mean, you're giving tax money to homeschoolers and they might teach their kids Nazi stuff. We can't have that. We have got to regulate and oversee this. So, folks, uh, this is not a hypothetical problem. It is a real problem. It is already here. It will get worse if we don't stop this from moving forward forward. Uh, again, there are dozens of things like this all across the country. Um, for an article that we just put out in the New American Magazine, we interview a whole bunch of experts on this, and I'll give you a brief overview of that. But, um, you know, I, t- I want to be fair to the people making these arguments. And I, I, you know, I share their their concern about the kids in public schools. We got to get them out as quickly as possible. Um, but what's happening here is that we're actually turning all Gov- all schools into government schools. And so uh, one of the leading proponents of this today is Corey DeAngelis. And I don't know Corey. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Um, you know, he's a libertarian, uh, doesn't believe in God. He's not a Christian. Um, he actually, until recently, was listed as a UNESCO expert right on UNESCO's website. I'm not sure what that means. He hasn't answered questions from people who asked him. But uh, one of his slow he calls himself uh, an evangelist for school choice. And uh, one of his slogans that he uses is fund students, not systems. Uh, and that sounds good. That sounds catchy, right? The problem is it's where the government goes uh, or where the money goes, the government goes. Right. Uh, so also it's important to note that his chief patron is actually a uh, former U S education secretary, Betsy DeVos, uh, the billionaire who helped protect common core in Michigan, then helped uh, enforce it on all of the states while she was at the uh, department of education. Uh, She actually says that uh, she has said publicly that every place a student learns is ultimately of benefit to the public, and therefore all education should be considered public education. She also lied when she said Common Core was dead, even as her department was enforcing it, uh, and She's done other crazy things too, folks. Um, she actually went down and signed a uh, an agreement with the G20 governments, and uh, some of this stuff is just bonkers. Uh, they agreed to keep using the schools to indoctrinate kids to believe in sustainable development. Uh, they agreed to embed socio-emotional skills across the curriculum. All right. that should be ringing alarm bells. They also agreed. And Betsy DeVos signed this to the ongoing internationalization of education. We've talked about that here on this program. They are globalizing the school system very, very rapidly. Now, uh, this idea right, is actually what we just saw in my home state of Florida. Uh, Florida Republicans working with some very po- powerful lobbyists introduced House Bill 1 that would have basically made every student in the state of Florida eligible to get uh, government money for homeschool or homeschool, quote unquote, or private school. Uh, This was tax money, the the, uh, Family Empowerment Scholarship and um, there was a catch. Once you take the money, you lose your freedom. Okay, You were required then to take government tests every year, uh, approved by the government. Right? Uh, all of these, by the way, are aligned with Common Core, so that you're going to bring Common Core uh, into the homeschooling, into the private schools. They also, every family that took this money was required to meet with a choice navigator, and this choice navigator was going to assess the educational needs of their child. Uh, the aid was going to be distributed through a nonprofit organization that actually has received grants from Florida's leading woke LGBT extremist group, Equality Florida, that was using this grant money to uh, this nonprofit to try to impose its woke agenda on Christian schools. So uh, thanks to enormous pressure from a wonderful coalition that was formed here in Florida, we got some of the worst elements of that bill taken out. Um, I was able to speak with uh, DeSantis about it a few weeks ago uh, in Miami just briefly. Uh, some of his people and, uh, you know, the homeschool community really came out in force to to try to stop the, the worst elements of this. But it's not over, folks. Uh, we also saw the same thing in Arizona uh, last year. They passed their universal ESAs to fund students, not systems. And uh, this was supposed to be the ultimate in school choice. And yet, uh, in talking to my friend uh, who's been a guest on our programs here, Arizona, former Arizona superintendent of public instruction, Diane Douglas, uh, she serves on the advisory board of uh, public school exit, where I I volunteer as well. Um, She had some really interesting comments. She's followed the implementation of this very closely. And uh, one of the things that she said is that uh, what's happening here is that this is going to be used to control the parents. And then the control of the parents will be used to control the private schools. Um, And and what's interesting about Arizona's law is that once you take that money, you're not even considered a homeschooler anymore. Uh, You become an ESA student subject to various different reporting requirements, et cetera, et cetera. And I guarantee you it will get worse, folks. Uh, Already uh, about, as a rough estimate, about 10 percent of the homeschoolers in Maricopa County have now been converted out of homeschooling into government-funded ESA students under state law. Again, they're not even considered homeschoolers under state law anymore once they take the money. My guess is most of them did not realize that, but it's a trap, folks. It is a trap. Um, uh, you know, we we talked to uh, Lieutenant Colonel E. Ray Moore, founder of the Exodus Mandate. Uh, he compares this to a Trojan horse, right? They They bring it into the city, and then once the money comes, the handcuffs go on. Uh, We also interviewed uh, two attorneys that he spoke with. He actually commissioned them to write a a really interesting report on the danger of these vouchers in the legal environment. Uh, One of the attorneys, uh, William Olson, a very well-known, very prominent conservative constitutional attorney. Uh, And he gives his story. He used to be totally in favor of the school choice thing. When he was working in the uh, Nixon administration, they were going to try some of this out uh, in New Hampshire. It got quashed. But uh, he ended up coming to the realization that this was an enormous threat to the integrity and the independence of private schools. This is what he told me. He said, I came to be more concerned about protecting Christian education from the control of the state than getting a piece of the pie for Christian schools. Um, he says, I would rather have the Christian schools and homeschools we have now not required to ballot the author of homosexual and transgender rights than to have 10 times as many such schools which were morally and biblically compromised. Um, couldn't agree more, folks. Uh, we are winning this battle, right? Parents are leaving the system by the millions. We're winning this battle. Uh, Wouldn't it be a shame if uh, right as we are on the verge of real serious progress here we ended up shooting ourselves in the foot cutting off our nose and getting all homeschoolers and all private schools roped into the government system now some people use the, the food stamp analogy and I use this too right uh, the, the argument that the government should run schools because some people are too poor to to afford education for their children it's ludicrous right uh, it's like saying the government ought to run all the grocery stores because some people can't afford groceries it's insane it's absurd everybody realizes that's absurd I mean we all saw the Soviet Union we saw Nazi Germany we saw Cuba North Korea we know that that does doesn't work. Um, And yet then that's where the argument starts to break down because they say, well, it'll just be like food stamps. You know, uh, the food stamps aren't used to control the grocery stores. Well, there's a big distinction here. Not all Americans get food stamps. Right. Only very, very poor Americans. Uh, And that also starts from the presupposition that food stamps are okay. Is it really the government's job to give people food stamps? And the answer is no. Right. The the true people who should be doing charity, that's churches, that's private charities. Uh, Americans are the most generous people in the history of the world. There's no reason why the government should be doing this. And the same is true for education, right? Parents uh, need to be responsible for not just putting their children to bed at night and feeding and clothing them, but for educating them. And if they need help, they shouldn't be turning to a godless government that slaughters unborn babies by the millions, that lies to us on a daily basis, that forces you to take injections that you don't want, that starts wars based on dishonesty. You know, Is that who you want, educating your children? Folks, uh, turn to a church, turn to a private charity, turn turn to your neighbors and ask them, right? Um, we also talked to uh, CEO Robert Bortons of Classical Conversations. Uh, and what he pointed out is this is basically welfare for the middle class, right? Do we really want our most independent, our most liberty-minded families to become welfare queens? And I think the answer should obviously be no. Now, there are solutions, right? There are ways to get children out of the government's indoctrination centers without having our private schools and our home schools fall into the trap of government funding. Uh, There are lots of scholarship funds out there for people. There are lots of churches that are helping with this. Uh, Freedom Project Academy, a wonderful school. I taught there for 12 years. I serve on the board now. Uh, We provide a world-class education at a fraction of the cost of what the government's indoctrination centers are extorting taxpayers to to brainwash the kids for, right? So um, excellent, excellent alternatives out there. Uh, Now, there are great groups fighting this. Uh, The HSLDA is fighting the vouchers and stuff, Uh, the Association of Classical Christian Schools schools, the the people who truly understand this are in the trenches fighting against this. Uh, You know, I I think there's a, a worthwhile discussion to be had about tax credits. Uh, you know, I would say maybe tax credits are a, a less dangerous option because at least it's not government money then. Right. There's been a long string of court rulings in our country that if the government is funding it, they have not just the uh, right or the authority to regulate, but the duty to do so. Right. You can't just be throwing public money around without any kind of accountability. There's got to be some framework there to be accountable. And so when you're talking about tax credits, that's not really government money. Right. If they give me a, a break on my taxes because I'm not using the local indoctrination center, um, you know, in my state Property tax or my state income tax, uh, that's a totally different thing than the government taking our money and then giving it back to me with strings attached. So uh, there's some really good bills. I've been working with legislators all across the country. There's some really good bills that I really like out there that would give families a a break on their taxes if they're not using the government's indoctrination centers. Uh, And all that is fine and well. Uh, I think these are worth exploring. There are some states that have done good things, but I, I just wanted to sound the alarm, folks, because the deep state does want to bring all of the homeschoolers all the christian schools all the private schools under their control and vouchers and tax funding are going to be the mechanism that is used and i'm not accusing your legislator who's supporting this of being involved in that in fact the overwhelming majority of people as i said at the start who are supporting this are great americans uh you know i see eye to eye on with them on virtually all the other issues But, uh, folks, I think we're being conned here. I think this is really, really dangerous. Um, One of the most important battles in the fight for freedom is the fight for educational liberty. Um, And these vouchers may well destroy educational liberty. So, folks, take it seriously. Uh, Educate your friends, your neighbors, your elected officials. Uh, We have got to find, and there are ways to get children out of the government's indoctrination centers without compromising the integrity, the independence, the faith of our homeschools and our Christian schools. I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind Behind the Deep State for The New American Magazine. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you all.
1: Sophia paused before the door. It read, Department of Bi-Digital Convergence. Just inside was a new world, a better world, the one of everlasting life, of no pain, of no loss, of no problem. She entered the chamber and her surroundings changed. She saw around her an infinite field of waving golden grain surmounted by cloudless blue sky. The AI voice whispered gently in her mind, welcome to the singularity. She couldn't see it and couldn't feel it, but her body had almost instantly been covered by a swarm of tiny gray multi-legged bots that melted through her clothes and into her skin. Not perceiving the nightmare, her eyes had already been consumed and the rest of her body was dissolving as the bots digested her flesh. She felt only a warmth suffusing her being. Drowsy, she drifted to sleep and her last thought was one of panic. Would she ever wake? Could a nightmare vision like this be an outcome of the much-hyped transhumanist technological singularity? Enter the world of the future as illuminated by the experience of the past in Endgame, the new book by Dennis Barrett, the publisher of The New American Magazine, and find out how the disastrous COVID pandemic response fits with the technocratic elite's thirst to create a transhumanist utopia. Get Endgame from shopjbs.org with free shipping with code ENDSHIP, E-N-D-S-H-I-P. Or get Endgame and the Great Reset Collector's issue of the New American magazine and get free shipping plus an additional twenty percent off both with code N20 END20.